The Creative Psychotherapist is the official podcast of the Creative Clinician's Corner, a practice-building resource for creative psychotherapists. TCP Podcast is the cast for creative, expressive, and experiential-focused psychotherapists curious to learn how to design, build, and scale a thriving private practice. Your host, Raina Lombardi, interviews successful therapists about the tools and strategies they have used to develop creative-focused practices. They also talk about the products, services, and side hustles they have developed, using their knowledge and creativity to enhance their therapy practices, make a greater impact in their communities, and diversify their income streams. Welcome. Now here's your host, Raina Lombardi. Thanks for listening to the Creative Psychotherapist Podcast. I'm your host, Raina Lombardi, and I'm very excited today to welcome my next guest, uh, mother and daughter team that uh, have been working really hard to create um, an incredible resource on mental health uh, called the Intake Talk Show. And so um, I'm going to introduce you to Bertha Freeman Barrett, and she's the creator and host of the Intake Talk Show, which is a mental health platform that brings more awareness to mental health issues um, and to the negative side effects uh, or the negative effects from societal and cultural norms and stigmas to the human psyche. She is a registered mental health counselor intern in the state of Florida. She earned a Bachelor of uh, Science in Psychology from the University of Phoenix and a Master of Art in Clinical Mental Health from Webster University. She is a member of Sigma Alpha Pi, the National Society of Leadership and Success. She's also a certified clinical trauma professional who assists survivors and victims with recent, current, or past trauma. As an African-American woman and one with many titles, she realizes the stress of living up to cultural standards, overcoming the societal stigmas associated with her identity while maintaining autonomy and self-harmony. She firmly believes that one's life and reality is created in the mind and the social and cultural environments greatly influence the outcome. And we also have her daughter um, on the show, and I'm going to introduce her. Her name is Tammy Lee, and Tammy Lee is uh, the president and director of Tammy Lee Films. She's originally from Bronx, New York, and she eagerly pursued her passion for writing and love of cinematography. She's an alumna of the Art Institute of Jacksonville, where she earned her bachelor's in film and video production. After graduation, she immediately joined TV Jax and worked as a camera operator, editor, and producer. At TV Jax, Tammy Lee created content through partnerships with On Ideas, Metro Jacksonville, and 1010XL. She directed her first film feature, me and Mrs. Jones, alongside writer-director Chad Hendricks. The film is currently making the rounds in film festival circuits and was recently selected by the Rendezvous Film Festival. Her TV pilot, The Rose Order, was an official selection at the Chicago AmeriCord Art House Television Awards in 2016, the Philly TV Festival in 2017, and the Audience Award 2017. You can watch The Rose Order on Amazon Video Prime. 
In October 2019, she was given the Rising Star Award at the Jacksonville Film and Television Industry Achievement Awards. The Mayor's Advisory Commission on Motion Picture, Television, and Commercial Production recognized Tammy for her outstanding contributions and achievements to Jacksonville's Florida's film and television industry. Honorees for the award excel in their specific craft, show progressive advancement in their careers, serve as role models, and stand out as potential stars of the future. And she is currently working on a mental health talk show called Intake, and she's currently in the pre-production of her first horror slash sci-fi film. Welcome, ladies. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Um, both uh, doing some really exciting work. And Tammy, it sounds like you have your hands in lots of different projects. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely like, I, I, I love video production and I love um, bringing ideas to life. So I'm definitely always doing things, whether it's like a short or a music video or something, writing a script, something on my own. So yeah, I'm definitely into video production. I love it. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and talk about, obviously, um, your mom is a mental health professional and you're an expert in cinematography and video production. Um, I'm imagining that that's kind of where the idea for Intake was born, but I'd love to hear your story about it. Uh, well, I think uh, for a short moment, uh, I had just done Rose Order and I really wanted like a project we were working on editing me and Mrs. Jones. So we were done filming it. So I really wanted something to do. I wanted something to put on Amazon Prime. Um, so my mom came to me with an idea for like a, a web series on mental health and I loved it. I thought it was, we both thought it was something that the world needed. Mm -hmm. And I just um, got my fiance together, some camera equipment and set up in the living room. And it's not really a long story. My mom came with me with the idea and I was like, great, I need something to put on Prime. So <laughs> I was just like, um, I think it's a go and let's, let's do this. I had never, I, I've done like fashion shows with Yoana House from America's Next Top Model. We did a, we did a show at TV Jacks together. So I had done a show like that, like ET sort of fashion vibe, but I've never done a talk show like this. So this was my first time doing something like this, but it was, it was fun. It was a, it was a um, hot weekend, but yes. we got through it. <laughs> and Bertha, is this your first time doing something like this or have you um, been behind the camera in the past? Well, um, I used to be a Christian artist, also off-Broadway actor. And so I'm used to being in the entertainment industry. Oh, wow. Um, as my daughter was graduating, I was her guinea pig often and she put me in Behind She's in the the yeah, She's in I'm actually in her her movie, the short Rose Order, acting. That's um, awesome. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I put my mother in a couple of college projects. So. <laughs> Very cool. Yes, but when I came up with um, intake, I was glad that she liked it. Actually, she made me pitch it to her. She's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. yeah. She's like, Official. okay. I <laughs> I need you to write, what did you call a it? Synopsis. A synopsis. I need you to write a synopsis. Let's see where you're going with this. So I actually had to write up a synopsis and pitch it to her. And she was like, oh yeah, this is great. We could do this. Yeah. 
Because I kind of wanted to get, like, a scope of, like, how people normally, like, pitch shows and stuff, like, the best of my knowledge. Like I said, I've never done a show like this before. I'm more into, like, script writing and narratives. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've never done anything like a talk show like this. So I just wanted to hear her ideas out loud, see if she could format it into, like, a synopsis, and then take it from there. I, mean, I made her do, like, a couple things. So. <laughs> Well, that's good. You know, you're like, you're developing your skills in that area. If, um, you know, say it takes off and, uh, uh, I don't know, a commercial like publication or, or channel or something would want to pick it up. I think you probably need to familiarize yourself with how to do that. Right. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. She's learning a lot. She definitely learned a lot about production. (laughs) Yeah. So tell the listeners, obviously, they may or may not have heard of your show. Um, what, like, what goes into it? How, how is it structured? How are you, because I know it's on YouTube, and um, that's where people can view it. But how do you, how did you decide on kind of the formula for the talk show itself? Hey, are you ready to gain clarity for your vision and draft actionable steps to achieve the outcomes you desire for your practice? We at the Creative Clinicians Corner are now offering professional consultation services that help creative therapists organize the ideas spinning in their minds into a strategic map to launch and scale their private practices so you can breathe with ease and confidence and take the action you need to achieve the practice of your dreams. Nothing is insurmountable, and knowing your path to success will only inspire you to push through all the roadblocks, and you don't have to do it alone. Visit us at www.creativeclinicianscorner.com and see the really affordable packages we have for you right now. So, um, I, at first, my daughter was like, Mom, you could just be the host by yourself. Right. And um, she's like, because we have to vet people and make sure that they're the right, right fit, you know, long-term. Mm-hmm. And I was make just, sure people click. yeah. yeah. And I was just persistent and like, no, but I want two other, you know, mental health professionals so we can have this dialogue back and forth, you know? So I um, met um, Jules, Jules Jean-Pierre is one of the co-hosts for the first season um, in school. And I, you know, didn't know anything about her. I just liked how she, you know, um, carried herself and Mm -hmm. how, you know, interesting she was as far as knowledge wise. And, um, then she introduced me to Shauna. Okay. And I, um, talked to them about it and they were like, cool. Yeah, we would do it. And so we signed an agreement for a year and the whole year didn't go through, but, um, both of them decided it was a bit too much for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had other things, and I'm a big, um, I'm a big advocate for self care. So oh, it yeah. was easy. If, it was easy for me to let them out of the contract because I'm like, self care is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, now I'm just host. I'm back to where my daughter said I should have been in the beginning. Well, yeah. Shana and Jules were great. Yeah, they were season, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I edited all, um, I think, like 15 episodes. So they were really great. They were great on the show. The the personalities mm-hmm. and the conversations that they had were wonderful. They did a fantastic yes. job. But um, video production and it's a lot of work. Like we had to turn off the ACs the whole weekend we were filming. So not only were we having these dialogues, we were having 
conversation is like a really hot room just to make sure that the sound was okay. So there are like little comforts and sacrifices that have to be made to do video production like the way we did it. So it, it can be stressful. It's 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 a lot to do on top of like, you know, regular life. Yeah. So and when yeah. you're not used to camera, like we had like four cameras in here. Four or five cameras. Four or five cameras. We had lighting, excellent lighter. And um yes. And so it can be overwhelming if you've never been in front of the camera, but they handled it well. They yeah. did a great job. I'm um forever in um debt to them because you know they helped me start mm -hmm. this vision and they did an absolute wonderful job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Added some cool stuff to yes definitely yeah so, so so thinking about that you did 15 episodes for your first um season yes. how many hours of behind the scenes work do you think kind of collectively went into creating that oh my uh, yeah like, uh, yeah because it was months before we even started filming because you know i had to come up i had these ideas but my daughter like i said she was teaching me how to write it out how to script it out how to do call sheets yep a whole bunch of stuff i had to do um where we were going to go and what time frame because you have to have a you know kind of shift from different topics how long we should stay on one topic and shift to the next topic and so i you know had to meet with the ladies quite often to you know, talk to them about doing research on information that they didn't know about. Then, of mm. course, I had to look up ACA guidelines and make sure that we were, you know, being ethical. And mm -hmm. so it's just a lot of stuff, legal stuff. And it took a while, a lot of work before we decided work, to yeah. say, okay, now we can do this. Yeah. And I'm the only editor, like, uh, I, I edit all the episodes on my own. I can't tell you how many hours worth of footage we have, honestly. Like, I've been, I we're working on it for an entire year. We shot the show mm -hmm. in June and I just finished the last five episodes like this mm -hmm. month. And I also teach, um, kids video production and, um, at, uh, jams, Jacksonville arts and music school. So I was juggling that freelancing, doing videography work and editing intake. So it took me like a year to get all that done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And like I said, I'm a big person on self care. So some days I would call her and she's been up all night editing. And I was like, wait a minute. Which is you're... not regular life when you're in yeah. production. <laughs> but I, yeah. So I was different because she was, she was working with mom. So I was like, no, you're much more important to me than this project. And I need you to kind of back up some, take your time. It'll come out when it come out. And that's when I decided, okay, well, we may have to have a birthday's corner on the side. Why well, to give you a break to edit? And I just may have to do some things. <laughs> yeah, which turned out pretty great. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you now doing some of the editing process too, Bertha? Yes, I am. So um, I am doing the editing now because she'll be leaving the country for a while. And so once we finish showing the rest of the season one episodes, all of the interviews that I do in that time frame, because I'm still doing interviews, so I can have enough time to edit while the other, you know, episodes are showing. Um, yeah, I'll be doing all of that by myself. So I'm the camera person, the editing person, the lighting person. I'm all of that. She's yeah. doing great, by the way. So wow. <laughs> That's how I she did. She taught me well. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's incredible. Yeah. So you're, you're a one woman operation yeah. while Tammy's out for a bit, taking yeah. some time away, which would probably be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll actually be working. So yeah. be working. Uh, you're work, you're going for a project. Yes. Yeah. So it's a pretty interesting project. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there for a little while and you know, there's Google and Dropbox, so we'll be in touch. I'll still be helping her. I just won't be close by. So. Mm -hmm. Right, not as much hands-on. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So how did you determine the name for your show? How did you come up with Intake? What what made <laughs> that stick? Well, um, once my daughter told me to come up with names, I had all of these names. One was um, The Counseling Show. Yeah, and, we had a couple yeah. of names. And she yeah, was like, no, time. they're too long. They're too long. We just need something to just stick, where somebody can just say it and just stick. And so I'm sitting in my car, like on my break at work going, okay, you know, writing all these names out. And then finally intake came to mind and intake was based on the fact that as mental health counselors, we do intakes mm -hmm. and I'm a, yeah. So that was initially like, okay, so I'm like, okay, what is, what do we do as counselors? And so I start writing down stuff that we do. And one of the words was intake. And so I was like, okay, I like this intake. And then me, I'm like, okay, I can make this make sense because t um, everything that we do cognitively, everything that mm -hmm. we do, we take in cognitively. So I'm like, okay, so this worked because we really intake our environment. We and it just started flowing. And so I sent her like three different names and she was like, no, intake it is. And I was like, yeah. okay, intake it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a great, it's a great name. And you don't forget it. It really does stick. Um, I definitely, I need a Tammy in my life to help me edit stuff down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just the ideas. Um, and then I don't know, I, I just tend to use a lot of language, just even writing for marketing and stuff. Um, yeah you know, editing it down so that mm -hmm. it, it's simple and concise and, mm -hmm. um, and people get the point. It doesn't need all the extra frills that you do when you're writing papers for college and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to unlearn <laughs> what you learned. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So how, if somebody else were considering like, you know, I think I want to do a show. I want to put it on YouTube. What goes into that? I know lots of people have YouTube channels. Um, and, and, but yours is it, it's branded. You can tell that it's part of the show. It's not just a typical YouTube channel. What goes into that? You know, Arena, I wish I could answer that question because I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's real. Well, yeah. I think I can answer the question better. Like, I've been making, I've been making projects for a really long time, since 2014. Um, we have two channels. Like, I have two channels, like Wonderline for myself. And I've been making content for a while. I mean, I mean, we have, and I think I make pretty good content, but we really haven't figured out, like, that, YouTube having a YouTube channel is hard and we're pretty we're pretty new to it so we're mm -hmm. just building our audience what what I specialize in is just making content look pretty because I've worked for a TV station 
I work for um, a web station. I made my own web content, but it, yeah, it's, there's still a lot to learn about having a YouTube channel. I can make it, I have a degree in making it look pretty and shiny, but there's still a lot to learn and a lot yeah. to, yeah. So I, I can, I can make you a good show for sure. Like it'll look, it'll look really pretty, but we still have a lot to learn when it comes to like YouTube and, you know, yeah. So getting, getting eyes on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you mm -hmm. can, anybody can get a camera and make YouTube content. There are people who have one camera mm -hmm. and they have 500,000 views or more, you know? So mm -hmm. there's, there's some magic there. We have, we have a five camera setup, multi-camera talk show. Mm -hmm. We're brand spanking new. Like I said, we just finished the last five episodes. We're still trying to figure out that formula of getting people to the YouTube page, mm -hmm. with our, all of our shiny footage. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So we're still learning. We're still learning. Yeah, we're still learning. Yeah. So uh, was it easy, though, to, like, create the channel and get it started? Was it easy? Um, as long as you have content, it's, it's okay. But uh, as, uh, as long as, you, yeah, it's all a matter of how much content you ha you're willing to do and how much content you have. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, if you have content to post, mm -hmm. you have a channel. Anybody can have a channel. Right. Okay. Yeah, it depends on your content. Anybody can have one. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, because you're competing against so many people, because now people do YouTube as a living. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you have to kind of figure out this formula of, okay, because there's so much content out there. Um, right. And, We're a mental health talk show, too. Yeah. Like, mental health is a hot topic, but with our show, it's, we still have to discover how to get into that YouTube conversation of mental health, how to come up on that. Yeah. So... Like I said, a lot, a lot to learn. We have the footage mm -hmm. to get the word out and get people to see it because yeah. it's there and it's good quality. But mm -hmm. yeah, we're, yeah, we're still building our, we're, we're still building our audience. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's new. Yeah, yeah. It's fairly new. Yeah. When did you officially launch um, your first episode, um, like publish it live? Um, like it went so that people could see it. I think we published like what, August maybe? No, it was in November. November? Yeah, yeah November. November. November of 2019. Yes. Yes. We so in June, yeah. Yeah. So you're really really new. Yeah. Um, yeah. It hasn't been around that long. Mm -hmm. I think, right. um, in my experience, and I, I mean I can't speak because I haven't done a TV show, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, in all the research that I've been doing about podcasting. Um, it, it's about that consistency over time and the mm -hmm. consistency over time builds the audience and um, the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Are you doing any specifics uh, in regards to um, like marketing efforts so that it does get out in front of other people's eyes? We love interviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. We love interviews. We love interviews. Yes. Social media. It's, it, it's cool you know it's still a lot to learn and tap into so yeah. yeah because a lot of people use social media because initially when i when i came up with the show i wanted to just like do a facebook i wanted it to be a mm. facebook show mm -hmm. but i realized that social media is not equipped for that you know unless you have millions of dollars and can do certain things people are just not interested or, you know, a big name yeah a big yeah. name or you're a big name and so even using social media to market it it's hard to get people from one site to another. So a lot of people are not going to leave Facebook to go to YouTube or Instagram to go to YouTube. 
And so it's just a matter of having a marketing plan and make sure that you market mm. right and target the right people. So we love doing interviews like this because the more we talk to people, the more people find out what it is that we're yeah. doing and they, they, you know, and they're interested and say, okay, how can I help? Or how can I get an interview? So we love interviews like this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still looking for, cause like I said, I'm, I, I normally do narrative. So I'm still looking for like, festivals film festivals that would be mm-hmm. interested in a series like i haven't really found anything that sort of matches intake mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'd like to put it in a film festival for like a web series category but i just got to find a, a festival that fits what we're doing you know yeah so, yeah no that would be and, awesome yeah. like yeah. i said we're fairly new there's plenty of things that we can do we just need to we have the content and now we just need to you know yeah start that marketing yeah. plan. but it, but it's out there and this is this is definitely one of the best ways to get the word out. right word of mouth is always good yeah so we may have to do, you know, the old way of marketing, knocking on doors too, you know, like going grassroots. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we're, yeah. Even though I'll be away, we're still an army, you know, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I learned about your show um, in an email from, I want to say it was uh, the American Counseling Association, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned about it. Um, so certainly like tapping into those communities of, you know, professional mental health professionals and having them share, I think that would be a great way of attracting more eyes to what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what goes into the process, uh, for you, um, for one show, do you write what you write it out before and like decide, okay, I want to talk about this topic for this show. And then you find people to interview on that topic. How, what is your like creative process um, look like? Well, technically I am, you know, the person who does the behind. If I come up with a topic that I, you know, think needs to be addressed, um, I'll write up, you know, ideas on it. And then I'll start shopping for mental health professionals that are experts in that area and can add something to it and see if they're interested in being on the show. Cause like I said, intake, um, one of my goals for intake is to make it a platform where mental health professionals all around the world, I don't think small, I, you know, mm-hmm. I always think grand. Um, I want mental health professionals around the world to have some their own show that they can come in and talk about different issues and we unite because what I find too often is, and I think it's in every profession that people mm-hmm. are trying to compete against each other and I always right. say that we're better together, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so intake isn't just about me. It's about creating a space where all mental health professionals can come or people who are struggling with you know, mental health disorders and just want to talk and just kind of break the stigma about mental illnesses and mental health in general, because a lot of people don't know the difference between the two. So that has always been my goal. So I just find topics, you know, based on, you know, sometimes it can be a conversation with um, another mental health professional or a friend or somebody. And I'm like, oh, we need to address this. And then... (laughs) Sure. And so, you know, and if I can't find anybody, then I'm good now. I'm comfortable enough now to just get on the camera by myself. But thankfully, um, I'm being connected with people like yourself and other mental health professionals that say, you know what? 
I like this and I don't mind coming on unless you night in together. Yeah. And, you know, and doing this together. So I'm grateful for that. Always. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I, I wish more people um, would see the benefit of collaboration mm -hmm. um, versus focusing on competition. Right. Um, you know, when we can collaborate and support one another as yeah. we're like helping people, you mm -hmm. know, that that's just, we're just going to make a better world for all of us to live in. Yes, so exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very all exciting. Definitely. Because the, the bigger support team you have and you know how to come together and collaborate and support each other, the greater it is for your mental state and overall health as a human being. And um, so that's why I love this idea. And I love meeting mental health professionals and other people who wants to come, who don't mind coming on or joining in on the vision and saying, okay, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is really Definitely. exciting. I was going to ask you what your vision is um, yeah. for kind of growing, but you shared a little bit. Yeah. Um, any Anything else you'd like to share about that? Like what your big vision um, is, like where you see this going, how many seasons, yeah. um, how many episodes in a season, that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, we're fairly, like I said, we, we, were, we, start, we had our first episode in November. We still have five episodes left to view. We want to take a year to just push those episodes. Mm -hmm. And then from there, work on season two, do a GoFundMe campaign, get people to donate so uh, we can have a better show. I mean, intake is, uh, it's definitely my work. So I said I did a pretty good job. But there were a couple. You did a great job. Thank you. Absolutely great. There were a couple things that we had a little bit more money that it would have been a whole lot shinier. Yes. So we definitely need people who are fans of it to eventually donate so we can do a second season, you know, because yeah. we want to, we don't want to just be where we're at in season one. We want season two to be even better. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. my um, whole idea for the yeah. take show is just to be able to market it and promote it for a year. And then finally get it to where we can raise money and get the fans to help us out so we can make it even pre more prettier and shinier and better. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she will not allow me to spend any more money. She's like, no, you spend enough for the first season. Being an and independent, <laughs> being an independent <laughs> video production, it's costly. Like, it is. It is. It costs a lot. Deals, mm -hmm. and we had some people that really, like Tom Cedar, he really mm -hmm. helped us out. He's an amazing person. And he looked out. He did a great job. Yes. A man is worthy of his hire. Yes. So, you, know, you, you have to pay people mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. um, give them what they're worth. And that's what we want to be able to do. Um, people who are in video production, they're, uh, the people I know are talented and they're worthy of pay. And, the more hands I have on deck, the better the show can be. But it was just really me, mm -hmm. my fiance, Nicholas Largan, and Tom Cito. We were all the behind the scenes people. And my buddy, Chad Hendricks, helped too for a few episodes. But it was a small set of people just making this really big, um, since I edited the yeah. it, it was a really big, big project, project a really uh -huh. big show. So this is the biggest project I've ever done. Yeah. So um, for wow. season two, we definitely want it to be better. And I don't want her to be spending all her money on it either. I think that um, we have an audience and there's people that will be willing to donate to it for sure. It's a great idea. Yeah. And yeah. advertising. Yeah, of yeah. course, with advertising as well as how most TV shows or talk shows pay for you know, the show with sponsoring advertising. So we're doing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it, my job is just to simply brand intake. And mm -hmm. I want to take it, like I said, I don't think, out of, I think out of the box. I think grand. And I see Intake doing great things. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, this is our starting point. 
because I'm hoping that one day you can turn on the TV and it does be, you know, a national um, nice talk show. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And we won't have to do a GoFundMe. Oh, yes. Know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have TV money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to give it a year for people to just get some eyes on it and get the word out about it. Yeah, you never know where it could go. It could be something that doesn't have to be independent by season two. Like Mm -hmm. you can have it on TV, have a whole like brand new season one. So you never know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, like that syndication route is you know obviously really it's an exciting idea, Um, but you're you're right about being on YouTube. You're competing with a, a lot of mm-hmm. of noise and so how do you um disrupt it and stand out and and really um elevate your visibility mm-hmm. um so that more people know what you're doing and would be willing to support what you're doing um to get you to that next level yeah, of exactly. getting picked yeah. up yeah. but i i i feel like it definitely is i know just in the audio piece, right? I'm just doing podcasting and all I have to worry about is audio editing. I don't have to worry about what it looks like. I don't have to worry about lights. I don't have to worry about, you know, all of that stuff. And I recall doing video editing in college when when I was an art major um, in my undergrad. And I was like, oh no, this is not for me. It, I would spend hours in the lab and I would be like, I, I have nothing to show for my work here. Nothing. It yeah. takes so long. It's tedious. It is hard work. And you're right. You know, like the people that do that work do deserve to be, you know, paid for it. Because it's a lot of work. It really is. Like it's tedious and you're looking at this. I've watched all 15 episodes maybe more than seven times. So like, yeah, you have to look over and make sure things are not out of sync and effects are in the right place. Like I really like put my best foot forward on this, you know, cause it's, it's my mom's passion and it's her idea. And I, I want to make sure that she has a, a show like nobody else has. It's mm. a lot of work. It really is. Of course, I didn't know that until I started editing. I just thought, you know, you just do something. And I was like, why well, we can't get it out? Yeah. You know, why can't we get it out by then? And she's like, mom, you don't understand. And it yeah, it takes time. And then when she started to get burnt out and I decided, okay, well, I'll just start doing some interviews, you know, to fill in the gap so that we can keep things going. She had to go buy me this editing software. And then I'm sitting down there and I'm editing. And I'm like, oh my God, Before I caught you're sitting there for eight yes, hours. Yes, yes. Sometimes I sit at my desk for like 15 hours mm-hmm. if I'm not working or, or have a project. You can just you can just be there all day and forget to eat. So, yeah. so I <laughs> called her one day yeah. and I just said, you know what? You're great. I'll, um, I'll never I'll never rush you again. You are awesome. I see now how much time this takes. You are just awesome. It's a, yeah. it's a learning curve for everybody. I think mm-hmm. that like a lot of people see the magic of video production and TV, but they don't realize how much work. And like I said, we did it independently. Mm-hmm. And even independently, it's a, it was a lot. Five yeah. camera setup. I had to do deal with five or six different audio lineups, like um, edit ums and ahs, space things out. So it takes time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I I definitely have not been investing in the time of editing out ums and ahs. <laughs> nope, nope. It's um, it's all about imperfect action over here. It's record it, edit it up as like 
easy as possible and put it out there um, and and keep it moving because because uh, you could get completely um, like sucked in and mm -hmm. and spend hours and hours on one episode of like 40 minutes or something and I'm like I can't do that I don't have the time yeah 30 minutes yeah we were gonna do an hour show it was supposed to be seven seven and a half episodes maybe and then we broke it up so we have like 15 yeah so, yeah mm -hmm. yeah so how has it been working as mom and daughter oh, it's like working fun. together like i said mom tried to rush at first but you know she's not in video production <laughs> so she didn't understand you know so i mean like it, it's taken me like a year sometimes maybe almost two years to edit things the rose order it didn't it didn't happen fast but i mean as far as us working together that was the only thing was my mom was you know she was excited and rightfully so it's her first project she's like let's get it out there but you know we had to learn together mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. in a way i thought i could do it pretty fast but when i got into the editing desk i was like no there's no way i can do this yeah. in, the, in the, the speed of time that we we think that we both could. I had to make, I had to be really real with myself at times, but mm -hmm. it was great working with my mom. And once she got to see like what editing is like and how much time it takes, um, she definitely appreciated me a little bit more, which is cool because I appreciate her. So it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. She didn't know. So yeah. other than that, my mom is great to work with. She's organized. She has her stuff together. And, you know, we learned a lot from this. We shot maybe what, two, three episodes a, a, in a day. So. Yeah. We learned a lot. We're gonna learn to like space things out a little bit. We got mm -hmm. burned out filming, but it was mm -hmm. so worth it. I'm looking at all the footage, and we really did a great job in the amount of time that we did the project. So yeah, it was interesting too to see her in a different light because I'd been on her sets before, but having her direct me, you know, like okay, she was literally telling me what to do, and I was like, okay, she's the director. You are not the mom right now, you know. <laughs> And she had this serious face and sometimes we were joking and she was like, okay, ladies, get it together. And you know, and I was like, oh my God. Like I said, it's independent film yeah. production. We had to turn the AC off so I didn't have to edit out extra noise in the audio. So we're all hot and like, it's, we were on like our second episode of the day and maybe we had like one more. Yeah. So like, you know, like it, it, gets, mm -hmm. it, it gets crazy. But I mean, like we had a good time working together. Yes. For sure, like I, I love working with my mom, and I'll do it. I'll do it again for sure. Like mm -hmm. it was a great experience. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. And we, mm -hmm. we both, I learned a lot from Intake because mm -hmm. I put a lot of editing on myself. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. so probably a lot about your craft. Um, did you also learn a lot about mental health as well? Yes, while editing the episodes, I, uh -huh. you know, I learned some very insightful things and made me look inside myself a little more. <laughs> Definitely wasn't thinking about mental health before this. So you listen to some episodes after like the eighth time and you're like, you know, that point at minute three point whatever was really great. So I've learned a lot just editing and just listening to them talk and reason with each other. So mm -hmm. I've learned a couple things. So yeah. Sure. Definitely. Definitely care about mental health a whole lot more after doing this. <laughs> mm, that's great. I just think it's amazing. Um, and just such a, just such a like lovely um, thing to do together. Like such a great project to do together um, as parent and child. And yeah. um, just something that you'll, I think you'll take with you forever. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah.
And my, thankfully, because my youngest daughter, she's in medicine and she's done, you know, some shows with me. She's going to do one with me coming up soon. And, um, and the idea when we started was to always have her to have this, you know, have this little spotlight on intake where she talks about the medical aspect Ah, and how she deals with her patients when they come in and she realized they have mental health issues. So hopefully as we continue intake, we'll have that little spot for her to do her, the medical piece. That's great. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is so cool. Well, you can't separate the body from the mind. The mind is part of the body. And I wish we didn't, you know, dissect people up so much and, and how we address healthcare, all the mm-hmm. different aspects of healthcare, yes. um, you know, cause we get all of those somatic symptoms when the emotional stuff isn't addressed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is there any, do you have any tips, any advice you would share for other folks considering to um, spread their message using uh, the video platform and and putting their stuff out on either YouTube or you know some other um, video. Any words of advice you would give? If you don't love it, if you don't love your idea, don't do it. You really have to be in love with your concept to mm-hmm. keep at it. Mm-hmm. We both have to we, we both have to really love intake and what it was about to get it done. Yeah. Like all I sat at my computer for hours, then talked and filmed and sat at my computer again. But you gotta love you really have to have a passion. You really have to believe in what you're doing because if stuff starts to get a little hard and you give up, you weren't really about it. And it's not gonna be easy, especially if you're filming with a five camera setup. So yeah. it's going to be work. So if you're not, if you're not in love with it, don't do it. You gotta, gotta be in love with the idea because mm-hmm. no matter if you have five or one cameras, you're still going to have to put in that work to get the word out and get eyeballs on it. Yeah. yeah. That's so applicable to any, any um, entrepreneurial endeavor, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. there is so much work. We invest our heart, our soul, our money, our time, energy, so much into these projects to bring them to life and yeah, these projects they're funded by us like you know like i mean like we're our backers you know yeah because mm-hmm. we love it but yeah. if you don't love it if you don't love it as much to back it and like stand behind it and get it done just don't do it yeah you gotta love it and as it. you know Raina, you're a mental health professional some days just coming out of sessions at the end of the day you're mentally fatigued and you just need some woosah <laughs> go home and just yeah sit down and, and relax and so you have to love it because there are days when I've left the office and, you know, I come home and I still get on the computer and I'm researching and I'm, you know, editing and on weekends. And so, you know, you have to find that balance, but you definitely have to enjoy what it is that you're doing. And I love what I'm doing. This is my passion. I love what I'm doing. I love being a mental health professional. I love helping people. I love teaching people. I love working with people. And I'm thankful, and this is not just a pat on the back for me, but I'm thankful that when I was given this vision that I didn't have a selfish vision. 
Mm. Um, that I was willing to say, okay, this can be much grander and we can help other mental health professionals and allow people throughout the world to know where these mental health professionals are and what it is that we actually do, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's my whole concept and being able to meet people and just, you know, build a network, a strong network of mental mm-hmm. health professionals that we can support each other. And so that's what I'm grateful for. I love what I do. I love meeting mm-hmm. people and love talking about these issues because I think our life surrounds our mental because everything, like I said, everything we do, we take in cognitively. So we can't yeah. ignore it. Yeah. I no, it. we can't. Mm-hmm. No. And your, your passion really shines through Bertha. <laughs> it really does. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful for both of you for taking the time out of your weekend, um, because we're talking on a Saturday, taking the time (laughs) out of your Saturday to talk with me so that we can share, um, you know, your story and and how you're using your creativity to uh, make change in the world and and just, you know, bring awareness and knowledge uh, so that people can live happier, healthier lives. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And thank you again for having us on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fun too. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Creative Psychotherapist. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For show notes, downloads, and additional resources, head over to the website at www.creativeclinicianscorner.com.